You're listening to a podcast from the South China Morning Post. Hello and welcome back for another People and Culture edition of the Inside China podcast. My name is Kevin Kwong. I'm an editor on the Culture Desk here at the South China Morning Post. And with me here is Louisa Tam, the head of our people and culture team. Louisa, how are you? Hello, Kevin. How are you? And how is how's everything? Well, things are good, and of course, we're interested in what your team is doing because they're constantly, you know, searching for the wacky, weird, and wonderful news out of mainland China. So uh, let's today talk about what's the most like viral a story we have. Uh, there's one that caught my attention, and this is the one about the restaurant cleaner in China fired for handing two thousand eight hundred eighty US dollars. She found at work. So how did that happen? Yeah, when I read the story, I just could smell it's very fishy because I know the story. When I when I when I see a story like that, I say something wrong with this because uh, the reason for firing her, the uh, the employers or the, the the manager of the restaurant said because she took some money she found on premises at the restaurant. And I, I dug into that story a bit further and realized, haha, she found the money. She wanted to give, give it to the police to find the owner, to track down the owner. And of course, the restaurant owner and the manager, they weren't very happy because a Chinese saying, right? They send up to a bow, man, man, they love them. If you find something in front of you on the ground, it belongs to you because nobody knows it except, you know, the heaven, the God and the, the, the hell below, right? So it's yours. So they, I thought, you know, the lady looks, she looks really honest. In fact, she wanted to turn the money into the police to track down the real owner. And the manager, the owner got really upset. You found it on premises. It's our place, our property. So it's our money, naturally. So they got really angry with her because she insisted. Tough, good woman. She insisted. I'm not to give the money to you. It belonged to somebody who will come back and collect the money. If this person doesn't come back within like certain times and hours, I would turn it into the t- turn it in for the police to find this owner. Good for her. And then she got fired and they smeared her reputation online, saying she wanted to steal the money. Wow. I know. not good. Unbelievable. Somehow, I think the police got in, uh, interfered and found out, huh, that's not a true story. The story was you guys, the owner and the manager, wanted to keep the money. And because the woman refused to give the money to you, you got rid of her and then smeared her reputation. So in the end, everything got found out. I don't know what happened finally because we didn't follow up uh, later, but uh, apparently she, she got the job back, but she didn't want to go back. The money... Uh, was was handed into police. Police did something to find a track down the owner in the end. But good woman. So remember, when you pick up something anywhere in the world, it's not your money. You found out this is theft. Like you say, some people say, oh, they 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 would go to the ATM machine. Some money got stuck there. Somebody very often we do that, right? We pick the money, pick, we pick the the slip, the card, and then walk away. The money left in a little tray. But if you find something like that, it's not your money. It's not they sent up the bow. You know, it's not your treasure. It's it has to go back to the owner. So remember that. I think this woman is really good. Hopefully, she will find a better job, a better uh, employer. Yeah, also, there's another story about this, you know, Chinese husband uh, warms the heart uh, of people online after, you know, he comforts stressed out wife uh, who breaks down under pressure of family life. So tell us more about this story. Yeah, when I saw this story, this is going to be a good story because we all, uh, even for people who haven't had a family or kids, they realize the stress of life, the stress of a mother. A full-time mother. I always say a full-time mother is not just a mother. It's a full-time working mother. This mother is working at home. 
And I used to be a full-time mother and a full-time journalist. I know that you're doing two jobs. I'm not trying not try to glorify what I did, but it's very, very tough. Even you're not in the office setting, you're in a home setting. As This little boss is most demanding. And thank goodness, this woman rang up the husband and said she couldn't take it anymore. She needed help and a conversation somehow was recorded because they have these home surveillance in the in the bedroom. And this happens. This husband was so lovely. Oh, please, please don't do this to yourself. I love you and I don't want to lose you. Just remember, you're doing your very best. You have to take care of yourself first because before you can take care of the family and the kids. Let me tell you something. I'll come home and hug you later. You take care of yourself. This is so important. You know, the general figures, the data of people are suffering from postnatal depression. It's one is one in 10 fathers, even father, one in 10 fathers, one in five mothers, 20% of mothers, prenatal depression, father even suffer from that 10%. So it's really good doing this by just saying something so nice, so warming. You can, you can actually stop tragedies from happening. Can you imagine the, 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 the husband goes, oh, don't worry about it. You're fine. I'll talk to you later. If you, if, you, if you didn't spend another two minutes with her and say, I'll hug you later. So kind of like tell her, don't worry, I'll be home later and I'll be with you. So those, those very simple words, I will hug you later. That means that wait for me. Don't do anything silly. Don't do anything to hurt yourself or the, or the kids or the family. So that is so important. We, we, we need that kind of family bonding, you know, even that, you know, not in a, a situation between a husband and wife, mother and father, even anybody call you to ask for help you say don't worry about it you're doing your very best you got to be you're going to look after yourself first before you can do anything else i'll come and see you later even you deal with a friend i'll come to see you later when i finish work. maybe i can come now you want to i can see you now that is very important that's why i picked that story i think that story is going to resonate with a lot of people so from one chinese husband to another man a chinese man age 90 <laughs> so what happens here is he gets his golden ring out in a viral video and lands a hilarious office of courtship. <laughs> is that a ring or a bling? Oh, it's a funny story. I saw this story. I said, this is so typical. Not just Chinese, typical of anybody with money, right? This is, especially in Asia and China as well. And you got this old man, 90 years old. Obviously, he's filthy rich, right? Not just one chunky ring, a chunky bangle. You know, those those hard one, bangle. Not the bracelet, the soft one, the bangle. One chunky ring, one chunky bangle. And some other things, I think, dangling around the neck as well. And... Uh, uh, he's just like, I don't know, he's in the jewelry shop and stuff flaunting. What the? Why do you need to go to the jewelry shop? He's the he's a jewelry shop. He's a walking jewelry shop. Anyway, stuff flaunting it. I've got this. I got another gold belt at home too. It's worth a lot more. Can you imagine? The bangle itself is really worth about uh, eight hundred thousand. Wow. Eight hundred thousand yuan, which is about one hundred twenty thousand US dollars. Just the bangle. Can you imagine the, the, the golden belt? So everybody's, you know, after this video went viral, people say having this really, having a, having a funny go at this man. Oh, my my grandmother is single. I'm, actually, I'm saying I'm single too, if I could see this old man. This is a joke. And this is like, it is quite, it's quite crazy because you talk about the um, people, a lot of old people getting, getting conned, getting robbed. And this guy, you know, out in the open say I have so much money I have another belt at home you're inviting robbers right thieves to you know, mug you so this story I thought is going to be quite viral because people can identify in Asia and Chinese society people love gold is basically it's 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 everything if gold you basically like a gold mine walking gold mine so I thought that would resonate with a lot of people in Asia because a lot of stories are consumed out of China out of Hong Kong in Asia so I thought you know this is going to be something to go along with it did it did and I, I even got some reaction a funny reaction later from on story too so yeah I, I 
I'm I'm still I'm I'm looking at uh, maybe the follow up the story and see what happened to him afterwards. <laughs> he get mugged in the end. I think everybody knew him by now, and especially in that part of town. I think I can't remember from Fujian Province. I think yeah, southeastern China. So did he actually got offer from? You know, people who saw the video and say, "I think so." It's funny office, yeah, yeah. As I said just now, so I'm single too. If I happen to be in the township, you know. Anyway, it's a funny, it's just funny story. That, you know, it's mm. why not? It just see part of the culture is reflecting the story that people have money, they do flaunt it. Now, at, at, you know, excuse me, at, you know, it's quite dangerous. I wouldn't do it myself, and you know, I wouldn't advise my old relative to do that. Just basically, you know, you play play poor, you don't do that, especially in a small town, mm. in a little village with that much money walking on. It's a walking gold mine. Right. And, and China is just a country of extremes. So uh, on the one hand, we talk about, you know, um, bling, bling, um, <laughs> sort of like walking jewelry shop here. And then on the other spectrum, we have a story about this uh, sort of like student um, who basically uh, stay at this like um, cheap micro hotel. Mm. And the room is just so small that he kind of slept next to the the toilet. Mm-hmm. It's is very similar to it. Um, it's similar to what we have in Hong Kong, so called the um, what do you call it? The uh, the partition home, yeah. Tong Fong, you mm. chopped up, chopped up the apartments. It's like that. It's actually quite a, a quite big apartment. I think an apartment chopped up into like six units, and he was in one of the units. And it's a micro, quite a micro hotel. I think each floor they have rooms like that. I think it's a very small hotel. The hotel itself is a boutique hotel. So a boutique hotel inside boutique hotel, it have a micro room, and the room is about eighty square feet, which is uh, no much bigger than our studio here. Maybe even smaller than the studio, about hundred square feet, eighty. Yeah, about hundred square feet. So it's ten steps by ten step width and length, right? So what it is is like a, it's not a long term stay, it's a short term stay. There's a big hospital, clinic, or check, you know, exam, clinic, health center nearby. So a lot of people will come to this area, the the, the hospital, for to get checkups. And if they're waiting for uh, the the next examination, they can't stay in the hotel because mm. it's, it's a day. Uh, kind of not daycare, but you know, it's just 20 or 24 hours, you can't stay in, so they have to wait in the hotel and then go to the clinic nearby for checkup, health check. So, this has become a very a kind of like a middle way, kind of midway room for them to kind of wait for being served and being examined. So, this for that purpose, and also a lot of kids, you know, they don't want to study at home, it's too noisy. This environment at least is on their, they're on their own, shut the door, and then they have their own little place to study. So, it becomes a little room like that. So, it's nothing like a long stay, but you see, this is what you see, what you get, right? It's just a bed and right, right next to the pillow. It's the toilet. The toilet right next to the guy. Unbelievable. It looks quite clean. According to this influencer who heard about this mm. hotel and then went to do a check and do a video, that's why I pick up the video and the story. He said it's actually quite clean. Everything is there. You got, you know, you got a sink, you know, of coffee is the toilet next to your pillow. Imagine you throw up, it's quite easy, right? You just raise your head, you can throw up. Anyway, so he said, it's actually quite clean, but you can actually smell a very subtle smell. So I can guess, you know, what the smell, the subtle smell is. And it does serve its purpose. A lot of people just want to go there to spend a few days study and get the, to sit, you know, get, you know, get the exam done. Probably nearby there's an exam center. So that's the purpose of that. It doesn't really... It's not a place that people will stay long. You think of it, you know, it's 61 a night, you know, 30 nights is already 100... 1,800. You can actually rent a small apartment in China. So um, that's the point I thought. It's, it's quite... Um, I, I picked that story and I thought, no, it mm. kind of like make you feel like, no, this is like Hong Kong, another version of Hong Kong, except this one is just for a short stay. But the, the online reaction has been quite quite strong. I mean, they, they, some of the people were kind of quite outraged. 
Yeah, because I think they they saw that the fact that you know China is such a big country. How come people will still put mm. up with such a small, um, this kind of you know situation? You can actually have more space. I guess you know, um, it is the, this businessman whoever is the owner of the hotel thinks it's a business opportunity for him, and people they, they don't complain. It, it's relatively clean except for the subtle smell, and it serves a purpose for the people who the clients, the customers who want to use the service. Every now and then they go there for a medical exam or sitting for exams around the uh, the well. The, with uh, exam centres nearby. Right. And there is, and finally, there, there is the story um, of this stressed-out Hong Kong girl um, blows her top uh, with mother over pressure of schoolwork as they travel on the city's you know, packed subway. So this little madam will not put up for any unnecessary pressure from, from parents? I know. Uh, this girl didn't say the age of the girl. When I saw the story, I said, oh my God, I, I'm glad I'm not a parent like that. What what you actually see is a, a reflection of what's happening in Hong Kong and many communities, especially with Chinese communities. We have this you know tiger parenting style that you got to do well do well before they're born even sometimes, right? In kindergarten and before they're born, you really got, you know, kindergartens and even primary school all sorts of stuff for them. Those little girl. Uh, primarily to possibly come to a point that she couldn't take it anymore. I didn't say which day, you know, it looked like she was not in uniform, possibly taking her to some, you know, extracurricular activity on mm. weekend. So she say, I can't take this anymore. And what is, I'm still, I'm really struggling, mummy. And then she said, what are you struggling for? Uh, because I have no space. Space means I have no time for myself. You're not allowing me to, to play with my, play on my phone. You have no time with my friends. What if, what's happening? I have to get up every, every day early to go to school. I just can't take this anymore. You adults don't understand us. We have same kind of pressure, maybe even more like you guys face. You know, all those things you said in a very short clip of five minutes, uh, the video clip didn't show the face. It could be somebody nearby filming it, but without raising their camera, their phone, just in case I spotted. But the video, the, the, the video recording, the sound was very clear. The girl, in the five minutes time, she said 10 times, I'm really struggling. I hope the parents, this mother and the family could take, take, take step to address the situation. When the child is, is calling out for help mm. like that, it's more than just she's venting or blowing her top off. It's a lot serious, more serious than that. And this is actually a, a, a reflection of the situation in Hong Kong in many sh- communities, especially in Chinese community societies that kids really go, have, have experienced enduring really, really, really high pressure. Not just performing in school, but as a, as a child, mm. socially, uh, top of on top of academically, socially, and also personal. A lot of kids have to go to uh, outside school hours activities, not just like the cram school, but also like learn piano, dancing, whatever. The parents think that they couldn't have achieved, you know, when they were younger. Now it's time you show it to that we can do it. It's in our genes that can do it. Your mom and dad couldn't do it. You show us. So I think I hope that you know this video has gone mm. out and the parents have realized this is something more serious than just she lose, she lost her temper and on the MTR. So hopefully that will, will you know see some improvement in the general situation in Hong Kong and any Chinese community. Yeah, so it it does look like there there is something more serious behind serious, this yeah. this sort of like a mm. kind of amusing mm. uh, video that went viral. Yeah, can you imagine? You know, you, you imagine us adults saying, "I can't take this anymore. I'm really struggling." A child saying it is actually ten times, hundred times more serious. Okay, and that's all for this week's edition of People in Culture podcast. And don't forget, you can read all of what we've talked about today on our website at scmp.com. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Louisa, it's great to see you again. Thank you, Kevin. It's great to be here.